Welcome to In the Lap of the Pods Queen podcast with Paul, Joe and myself, David. Album number 14, Innuendo. So this is where it ends for us, folks. It will be the last Queen album we are going to discuss. However, this will be in two parts. So this is really part one and part two will follow. The album itself got to number one in the UK. As did the single, single innuendo, um, got to number one, which is, I believe, is still the longest ever number one. Yep, there ever was. That's right. Yeah. About, yeah. Yep. What is that? It's the longest ever number one. Six For and Queen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd be easily the heaviest. Oh right. I, okay. Oh, the, 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 the longest as in track running. Yeah. Oh, right. I clarified that, yeah, the longest that's, in terms of length. That's, in, that's interesting, aye. aye. That's interesting. So, um, and I agree with Paul, I think it's, it's the heaviest, you know, I mean, we had uh, Iron Maiden get to number one two weeks before that with Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter, but that's nowhere near as heavy as, as Innuendo and Vibe or anything else. I mean, no. the Maiden one, we're all Maiden fans here, but definitely not one of Maiden's finest moments, that one for us anyway. It is um, not. <laughs> so innuendo, um, definitely a step up in class in terms of number ones, and uh, absolutely, uh, we're going to talk about that track in detail, no doubt, when we get to that. The album itself was recorded from March 1989 to November 1990, so quite a long period of time to get this together, and I think that makes a lot of sense considering what all you Queen fans out there know and what we know what Freddie was dealing with at the time. So obviously it was when he was able to to go into the studio and do his thing and, and get these tracks down. So that makes a lot of sense, right? They're t- taking that, that period of time to get, to get together. Uh, Freddie manages to achieve three octaves vocally on this album. Um, and we'll probably talk about Freddie's voice a lot on these two pods. Um, I think there's a big noticeable difference in his voice in so many ways, um, and we'll talk about that. But um, before we get into the album itself, um, I wanted to kind of talk about the, I guess the period in between The Miracle and us getting the album Innuendo. Obviously, we know Freddie was diagnosed with AIDS in 1987, you know, who and, and he told the band that, and, and obviously that knowledge was, was there recording The Miracle, and the band basically lied for him, um, right up until his death, saying that he was fine. I mean, you know, Roger was quoted as saying, people would ask me, is Freddie ill? And he'd say, no, nah, I was in the gym this morning. You know, and as he said, and I'm going to say a swear word because I'm quoting him, fuck you, is what he would say to them. Is almost, you know, I wouldn't say that to them, but that's what he was thinking. In other words, mind your own business. You know, it's our friend. Yep, absolutely. Protecting them, you know. So, um, so that's pretty, that's, that's pretty, pretty noble of the, the guys to do that. So, I, I, you know, you'll be the same as, as myself. I remember, you know, being a young, a young boy and seeing, uh, seeing Fred. I think the first thing I noticed him on was that it was Silla Black's Goodbye to the 80s and then Queen came on and collected a... An award best, for the band, best, band, best, of, band of the Decade. Band of the Decade, that's what it was, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Paul. And they had and, uh, the blue suit on and stuff. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. And, 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 and yeah. Freddie. So Freddie was, you know, Freddie at that point, 
you know, he, he, he looked a bit thinner. He, he, you know, I think that was everybody was saying, oh, he's, he's looking awfully thin because you see him in the I want to all video and he kind of, he kind of puffed out a little bit, but he still had the beard and he was just looking a wee bit, wee bit thin on that one. And I think that was, oh, Freddie's looking a wee bit, wee bit kind of thin. And I think, you know, people start talking. But it was probably the year later, wasn't it? The the Brit Awards. Brit Awards, they yeah. They come on. Um, oh, they looked really that, bad. That was... That was the most noticeable difference in them, you know. That was a something's wrong here. Yeah, that was a big, big shock to, to everybody. That one. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching that. It was because it was a time, you know. It wasn't, it, you know, back then. Obviously, it wasn't a case of when you wanted to see your favourite band. Oh, someone will, you know, you know, tape it off the telly or record it off the telly, throw it on YouTube. I can see it whenever. You know, you had to basically tune in. So that's what you're doing as a fan. Anytime there's a bit of Queen on the telly, you would mm-hmm. tune in just to see that bit of Queen. You know, even if it meant watching an hour of absolute nonsense before it to get to that one that one segment. So so I remember these I might remember both of those those um those moments quite clearly. Uh the same way we talked about the chart show in the last one, you know, tuning in to see that bit of I want all and all that, you know, you're you're just really, really really kind of homing in on, on the bits of Queen that you can get on TV. But yeah, that was a big that was a big deal. And I remember yourself, Paul, um, obviously you, you've been a bit older than me and I think you were being, you're almost being as protective as the band, uh, Freddie, because I was kind of, you know, is Freddie going to die or something? You know, you were just kind of, oh, that's, it's, it's, he's fine. He's, he's just, you know, you're just kind of... In, in I think was, Yeah, I think there was a bit of lying to yourself at that point. He was at the gym this morning. Fuck you. <laughs> I seen him. <laughs> I, I spotted him. <laughs> so I think there was, and and obviously the you know the newspapers, you know our parents would buy the one of the red top papers, and and it would have the pictures in of Freddie going to the doctor and all that, you know, and you would see it all, and you know even as a young kid, I think you know you're, you're probably looking at it and going, yeah, there's maybe something not not quite right here. Um, so. That's kind of that's kind of what's happening, and it's you're seeing you're seeing your your kind of your favourite singer and your your favourite band, and you're you're a wee bit worried. Um, how did you how did you gents feel at that time? Um, you know, I know I've kind of jumped, I've kind of summarised about two years there, but how is it? How is it all? Can I have any particular memories from that time? Um, bring about Freddie, his health, and what you were seeing. Well, obviously, we, we've got parallels anyway, David. You know, you've got an older brother. I've got an older brother who's into Queen as well. So I had that same sort of uh, perspective, maybe, with Gary being old, older than me and being able to kind of almost do a similar thing to Paul. You know, I remember saying to Gary, he was like, I, I, I maybe didn't say he was thin, but I was like, he looks, he looks weird without his moustache. You know, maybe not when you're a kid, you just... Maybe not, not exactly. Yeah. Ah, you're, you're not, you just know something's not right, yeah. you know what I mean? You just, but why has he not got his moustache? He had his beard and he looks, he just looks so different and kind of odd and he's thin. He's, I always remember his hair looking really thin as well. Yeah. yeah I don't right. know why, I don't know why that sticks yeah. in my mind. And I always remember he could see a bit of a thin in his hair and stuff like that. I was like, obviously, I'd, being young, I didn't put that down to being ill, but I just knew something seemed off about him. It just looked very different, yeah. I yeah. just looked very different and. Um, yeah, it was. It was just. It was just. It was kind of strange. Um, probably exactly the same as you guys. I can't really add anything else to it. Just, you know, I had no. Obviously, being ten year old, ten well, when Freddie died, we were like twelve. So I mean, mm-hmm. I, I definitely wasn't reading the Sun. You know, even at that age, because it was a piece no. of shit. But, 
But yeah, I remember seeing the tabloids and stuff like that, you know, and as this man dying and, and things like that. And, you know, the, the very, very famous picture of him where he's coming out of the doctors with, and it's a side right, on. Yeah. And the, the guy looks, the guy looks like death. It's, it's fucking, it's horrible. But yeah, but uh, yeah, Paul, what, do you, what was, what was your thoughts on it, mate? Yeah, you know, I, I think in my heart of hearts, I knew that, you know, that probably what was being written in these awful quote-unquote newspapers um, was true, you know, that this man was, you know, dying or, you know, or certainly very seriously ill. But I, I just didn't want to believe it because, mm. you know, because... Um, it's Freddie Mercury and he's a mortal. Ah, uh, totally. He's in Vince give that it's almost larger than life. How could that happen to a guy like that kind of thing? Yeah, he's a the guy's a fucking god, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, nothing's going to happen to him. And yeah. and and you know, I, I, when Freddie died, I was nineteen and I just started first year in university. That there was all sorts of stuff going on in my life and all that, but <laughs> my, my life kind of stopped. For, for a fair bit of time when, when he died and this is a man who I never met never saw live you know um, probably wouldn't have much time for me if I did meet him but I don't know for, some, that, man. for some reason no I, I don't think he would because I don't think we've got much time for you either so I don't think <laughs> time, so. I fair play man I fair yeah. play Paul yeah, <laughs> so, so there you go um, <laughs> but um, yeah so I, I I mourned this man's death more than, uh, and, I, and I'll say it, more than I've mourned uh, the deaths of people in my own family, probably. And 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 that's the that that's a weird thing, the the, the weird thing that we 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 put on to rock stars and all that, you know that that they're living a life for us, therefore mm. things like death and illness and all that shouldn't affect them in any way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. obviously it does, but, and, and we only have to look at recent history, you know, we've lost Prince, we've lost Bowie, you know. Dane Bagdaro from Pantera. Aye, exactly, and it, and it still, it still kind of hurts, it's still like, we, we, we have just lost a unique individual, if it's Prince, Bowie, Freddie, whoever, Dane Bagdaro, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, um, and we're never, that no, there's never going to be anyone like that person ever again. Yep. And it's, yeah. So so that's a tragedy and all that. Um, yeah, so <laughs> to go back to the original question, um, yeah, I was, I, you know, I, I kind of knew that, I, I, and, you know, going back to the previous album, was it all worth it? You know, uh, it, it's a pretty obvious goodbye. So something was wrong and, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I didn't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we'll obviously <clears throat> when we do part two, we'll, we'll we'll talk about obviously, you know, where we were and how we found out, I guess, about about Freddie um, dying and and all the rest of it. So we'll 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 maybe you know we'll talk about that in more detail. But um, I'm just kind of more concerned about you know yeah, seeing how you guys were we're piecing it all together at the time, you know, um, leading up to, to the album coming out and I suppose after the album came out as well, um, about that time. The darkest timeline. No, that was a miracle, man. 
Aye, fucking right, mate. That was the darkest arm for all the night, No, in a good way. So, aye, um, let's let's shift on. Let's let's actually start talking about talking about the music on this final Queen album. They, it was a bit odd because you had um, you had the album coming out, and you know we've talked through this whole podcast about side one and side two a lot. You know because we've been talking about the vinyl. Um, or the tape, if you want, if you want, if you if you were a cassette freak uh, back in the day, um, but this is and probably in, in fairness, the miracle as well could could be you know more of a CD kind of album because this this was this came out and uh, I remember Paul had bought um, a Nuendo on vinyl and that was obviously how I heard the album and that 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 had absolutely it, it had absolutely been massacred. They had actually cut the tracks on the vinyl and that that was how I heard the album for so long so these are the days of our lives didn't have the the drum intro or the the wee conga intro conga but that didn't exist it was just straight in with the the vocals um Bijou after Freddie stops singing just cuts away so you don't hear the rest of Brian's guitar so weird Um, yeah don't try so hard was on side two so that was in between Delilah and the hitman so there was all sorts of weird, weird stuff going on um, versus what was on the tape and what was on the CD. You certainly weren't getting the full album. You were getting all the songs, but in edited form, a lot of them. Um, so it was really bizarre. Um, that's got, sure, sure, surely that's got to be a first, man. I, I, I don't... There probably will be bands that did that, did that before, but I don't know any, any bands that I know of, <laughs> that I'm fans of, that did that. Did that. That's crazy to me. Oddly, oddly enough, the same year... The same year, um, Ice T released Original Gangster. <laughs> Original Gangster on vinyl was the same. Was it? it was chopped yeah. and there was actually songs taken out and everything. And Menno, I, so, yeah. so again, as as Paul rightly said, you know, when we were before we came on air, we vinyl they were really trying to bury vinyl because it was expensive to produce and they were just trying to really sicken people off. Vinyl, so they would just all go straight to CD and 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 you know just be be done with vinyl. And obviously, we're in twenty twenty, and vinyl's bigger than it ever was, probably. You know, so uh, I know. Um, so, yeah. um, so it didn't didn't quite work, which is great because vinyl <laughs> vinyl's great. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's great. That obviously, they they restored that because they they brought out the double vinyl. Um, I think it was about six or seven years ago, and restored all the tracks to the proper lens on vinyl. So that was really cool. So they should. Absolutely. Um, so it wasn't until I actually met Joe, <laughs> because um, I met Joe, well, I, I think I'd met you before Freddie died, but we Aye, didn't but... become kind of friends and kind of really met, you know, um, became, became friends until a few weeks after. Um, mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I, I was in Joe's house and he had the CD, um, him and his, his brother Gary, and I heard the album actually the way it was meant to sound for the first time because I think I got a, I asked for a tape of it. I think I threw a, a C90 your way and says, got to give me the, the version of the album, you know. So, I remember um, that. So that was the first time I actually heard the full album um, in its entirety, um, which is just so bizarre, like almost a year after it, after it actually came out. So, bananas, um, man. So be- before we get into the tracks, um, I'd like to, we've not done this um, in a few podcasts, but I think um, given uh, what this album is for us and um, the, the sort of landscape around it, I think we should maybe get our thoughts on the album just to start us off. So Paul, I'll come to you first. Um, 
innuendo, how how is it for you? Well, I I think we you know we agreed on the last podcast that um it, it, it's we're, we're all pretty happy that it didn't end with the miracle, um <laughs> because that that would have been a shame. That would have been a big shame. Um, mm-hmm. This album for me is a is is a great Queen album, um, and and I'll use the word Queen as in the band Everybody. Queen because for the for most of the the preceding decade they weren't much of a band, you know. Um, if you got two of them in the studio at the same time, that that was a bonus probably. Um, but that that the band seemed unified here for the first time in a long time, I think. Um, and uh, it's, it's it, you know, it, it is a hearkening back to what Queen are great at. Um, and for me, it kind of sits round about, round about the, uh, a night of the opera, day the races kind of um, era for me, in terms of its warmth and, uh, humor and it's got it's got wee you know quirky tracks and all that like opera did you know and uh, to a lesser extent races um and and it's got it's got great tracks on it there's nothing on this album i would, would particularly skip or anything like that um i mean there, there, there is stuff on it that's you know um, a bit frivolous and all that but that's that's what you get between um and I think, unlike the last album, the Miracle, there's 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 joy in this album, and there's there's humour. Um, I think they attempted to be humorous in the last album, but it was so misguided and so so wide of the mark. It was unbelievable. It was you know border on offensive. I think a lot of it. Um, possibly, I, I think it was you, David, that touched on the last pod. And and saying that um, you know, you know maybe maybe Freddie was in a bit of denial, you know. That I, yeah, I'm old, but who cares? <clears throat> Excuse me. Let Let's just make a party album type of thing, um, and it didn't really work out. Um, I think in this album, you know, uh, he's obviously accepted that he's not got long, um, and. The time, for, you know, the time for bullshit is over. Let's mm. let's make a let's make a good, great, amazing Queen album, the best we can make. And you know, maybe maybe round about the works, they they they, they were good. They, they, that was the kind of ethos that they had, but certainly <laughs> here it works a lot better. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a great album. It's got joy and warmth, obviously, given the circumstances and what we find out, you know, nine months after it comes out, you know, um, there's a greater significance put on a lot of the tracks. But, um, you know, Brian and Roger, especially, I think, and and, and their songwriting on this album, they um, they were looking at their own... uh, Mortality, certainly. I think the whole that everyone was thinking about, you know, life and death and all that, not just Freddie. Um, so, yeah, 
great it's a great Queen album. And I'm I'm going to look forward to trying not to cry, uh and try not to swear too much during it. So there you are. Thanks for that, Paul. Um, yeah, I, I think we're going to try and continue with the with the miracle vibe and keep the swearing to a very a, 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 a bare minimum. And I think, given the type of album it is, I don't think it'll be it'll be too difficult to to keep it at bay. So, um, Joe, uh, your thoughts on the on the album, man? I, uh, I, I agree with Paul. It's, it's, again, this is a this is a hard album for me to speak about because you know there's an emotional connection and. Mm-hmm. It's probably the, the first album since any you know seventies material that I have an emotional connection to. You know, I like you know like the works and you know I like parts of kind of magic. You know, and I don't like you know the miracle at all. <laughs> but but this record, it's uh, it's just Paul said it's very joyous. It's weird because I kind of don't feel that it is I don't, that's, not, that's definitely not the vibe I get from innuendo at all and I never have I'm not saying you're wrong there's not I, you know I mean I get why you're saying it and stuff like that I'm just saying how how it feels to me and mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of it I know this will sound weird but I think a lot of it's got to do with the artwork as well something very I don't know how to put it into words it's just something very serious about the artwork and you know, you know how crap the, the miracle cover was. Very again, the, the, the cover of the miracle didn't reflect anything. It was just a really rubbish image that was just two, four faces put together. You know, and it, it basically suited the music. You know, whereas this, and it's weird for me to talk about the album artwork, but I think it's the first time I've actually felt because it was a relevant Queen album. I was I was a fan when it came out. I remember looking at it and associating this very very. Um, classic artwork if you know what I mean like yeah, old, yeah. Old, old really old type artwork and stuff and it, it kind of paints a, a picture before you even start listening to the music and I think given that it, it gives me always gives me a very um so what I don't know that the, the, the innuendos to me is a very haunting album and I don't and I think it would even sounded like that even if Freddie hadn't died I, I don't know Obviously, it probably wouldn't sound like that because Freddie would still be alive. It wouldn't be the same sort of songs. But for Toxics, if he didn't die, I still have that that there's a there's a there's a kind of undertone of something's bubbling. You know the way like a David Lynch reference. You know the way his films portray kind of like a normality, but underneath there's a kind of simmering kind of sickness underneath it. Like that's his kind of thing. This album's almost like that for me. It's like. Even the the songs that are like kind of almost kind of, you know, like like I go I'm going slightly mad. You know, you could look at it as a quirky song. I I don't feel it like that at all. I feel it's a very dark song. That's just me, and I think this whole record sums that up for me. It's very, it's just it just seems like a dark album, uh, but a very very good album. And I agree with Paul. I do think there's one or two tracks. One, one definitely, you know, but I think once we get speaking about it, I, I think that'll be obvious and that'll probably be the same track we're probably talking about. But for the most part, it's it's a very strong album and a very unique vibe. Just a very, it's, it's got a unique vibe, the whole the whole record. And I totally agree with Paul with it as a very akin and similar to the vibe of A Night of the Opera for me, mm-hmm. in the sense of, it's it's kind it's kind of scathing as well in, in parts the way a night of the opera was 
Mm-hmm. The Queen never really had any scathing stuff. Obviously, death in two legs was very. Again, that sort of there's a bitterness there. There's a there's a bit of bitterness in this record as well, and I think it's somehow weaved in to the to the fabric of all the songs. It's kind of strange. Hard to. I'm probably talking shit, but that's how I, I see it. But yeah, a, a great album and an absolute breath of fresh air from the the absolute banality of the miracle. You know, where it had no feeling. This album's the complete opposite of that. This is this is drenched in in feeling. This album, even even some of the more lackluster tracks on it, I've still got some heart behind them. Even if I don't particularly think the songs are great, so that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to repeat what you both have said, but I agree with most of what you've said. Um, it's the best album since the seventies, without a doubt. There's, there's no, no contest for me. Um, I, th- I think it's better than the game as well. Um, I would, I would are, go with that. Yeah. The games, the game. I mean, the games, great. Not that you know, don't get me wrong, but I think I would, I would take this over the game even. Um, but, um, this, yeah, this is one of my favourite Queen albums. This is, this isn't my top five. I don't know where it sits, and as I've said a million times before, I don't know what order I would put all the albums in, but it's definitely in top five for me. Um, it's, you, you know, we talk, you know, you guys mentioned the miracle a wee bit there, and I, I don't want to kind of labour the point about the miracle because we've talked it, talked about it in the previous pod, but <laughs> it felt, it feels like on this album I've grown up. Mm-hmm. I know they were in their 40s at this time, but, but sure. it feels, it feels like they've grown up. They, they serious. Got, yeah, they got a bit childish on the last album, um, and lost focus completely. Such an impersonal album, whereas this album is very personal. Mm-hmm. I feel things when I listen to these songs. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, I felt things when I listened to the last, <laughs> but it was mostly anger on the last album. <laughs> I feel, <laughs> I feel not, but not a positive anger. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not a kind of yeah, just a aye, no, just raging. <laughs> aye, it's not. It's not listening to Slayer and being like yeah, it's just yeah, like it's taking the world. It's like it's like get us off. This is crap. <laughs> But listen to this, yeah, the, the, you know, I feel, I connect with it. I connect with, uh, you know, almost every single song in this album in mm-hmm. some way, uh, uh, you know, or other, which is just, uh, it's just amazing when you compare it to what we, we had before. Um, the, I, I like the shift in production. It's still David Richards. Mm-hmm. But the production on the album has been kind of almost you, we, with the miracle was very glossy and very 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 polished, good sounding album. Don't get me wrong, we, we talked about that. But this has been, I think, some of the some of the sparkle sparkliness has been just you know shaved off a little bit to give it yeah. a little bit more of a warmer vibe. You know, and a, a bit a, more a, of a, a band vibe, a band vibe. Yeah, absolutely. You know, almost like a live vibe. And yeah. I know that's what the band said about this album. They said they did go in and record most of these tracks live and just overdubbed and, and did it that way. So that kind of makes a lot of sense when you listen to it. Um, so many highlights on this album. You know, there's, 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 there's a lot of big, big moments on this album mm-hmm. that we've not had for, a, you know, a wee while. Um, and uh, I'd, I'm just really looking forward to getting in and, and talking about it. Um, it's, it's it's a big album for me because obviously, you know, you get those albums in your life and when things are happening in your life and then they mean something to you. Well, obviously, the backdrop of, you know, ha- having this album and, and what was going on with Freddie, you're feeling something's up. 
it's it's all it's it's all kind of coming together, and you you know it kind of stands out for that for that reason as well. So yeah, um, anything more I say would be just be repeating what you guys have said about it. So um, one last thing I would say, sorry, is the what I really like is the use of synths on this album. Not yep. you don't get it, you don't get it completely right on every single song, but the use of synths on this album is so much better than anything since maybe flash it's darker you know the sounds yeah, of chosen are darker sounds yeah 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 and it's and it's and it, even the orchestral kind of things they did at points uh, i wouldn't be wanting orchestra i'm quite happy with what they've done mm-hmm. with the synths so that's a that's a big shift for me i think it's uh, a lot as loud in the mix for me as well they're not like, like in, the, in the miracle the synth parts are horribly loud and yeah they're, they're kind of in the mix they sit better in the mix here. Yeah, more texture and stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So anyway, uh, we probably should get, get cracking on and talking talking about the, the album itself. So, uh, if I, so, sorry, if you hear me sniffing and my voice being really groggy, I'm still getting over a, a cold I've had for <laughs> over a week. But uh, anyway, so apologies. <laughs> I'll try and edit as most of it, most of it if I can. Right, let's talk about um, the first track, Innuendo. So this was the first single off the album as well. As we mentioned at the start, it got to number one as well, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, accompanied by an absolutely outstanding video. Amazing. The best, yeah. the best Queen video? Yeah, I think it is. Easily. Oh, I, easily, I definitely. Just just a great video. And again, kind of what Joe said about the artwork, it's almost like an extension of that. It's just a, another really, they've actually taken the video seriously. And you know mm-hmm. it really portrays that song. So try to well. tie it in. Try to tie it in. Yeah, hundred percent. It just just enhances the song even more. Um, so Queen are getting a lot right on this. They're getting a lot right. You know, artwork. You know, sound songs, aren't they? They're getting a lot right on this. So let's let's start off with innuendo. So you've got that that drum roll coming in with Roger starts us off, and then we're into a really kind of about a Yep, but a menacing kind of uh, sound starting us off. They're very, very different from mm-hmm. anything we've heard in a long time from Queen. Very yep. different. So, um, so Paul, I'll come over to you. So, start us off with innuendo. How does it? How does it um, you? Well, as you guys know, um, this and I, and I might have mentioned it in a previous pod. This is this is my favourite ever Queen song. Um, by a, a country mile. Um, it, it used to be uh, Spread Your Wings um, and but, but Innuendo took, <laughs> took over that, that honour. Um, this is just it, it's a bit like Borat in, in terms of it's, it's it's difficult to break down really. Um it's just incredible um, that this exists at all, especially on the last ever Queen album. Um, it's just incredible. Um, you know that you mentioned the, the you know the the start. It it starts off with guitar, a feed a, a guitar feeding back, um, and then just the you know the the, the wee lick and then the the big chord. And you and, and I remember I I, I almost remember yeah I, I pretty much can remember the first time I heard it, 
I think I, I hadn't heard it before off the radio, and I, I, I bought the twelve inch and and I put it on, and I was like, I, it, it was even more um, incredible than on the previous album when I, you know, I heard I want it all when I almost wept with joy at how fucking good it sounded. But this time I, I was like gobsmacked. I was like, this, this is not, you know, this, this. Doesn't it sound like Queen? And I and I know um, you know, Roger said it's a it's a, it's a tribute to Kashmir. Um despite the fact that to my ears it sounds nothing like Kashmir and the lyrics are nothing like Kashmir. But I, I get it it's a, a maybe it inspired it in terms of its scope and, you know, its length and all that. Um but Kashmir just goes in one direction. This this song's got three parts to it. Mm-hmm. You know. And the lyrics are just incredibly uh, so much better. Um, it's existential angst. It's you know a man questioning why, why are we here? Is there a reason for it, for us to be here? No, nobody's going to tell me. So you might as well just live your life the best you can because life's going to go on. Life, life has gone on before you were here, and it'll go on afterwards. And there's no there's no real answers. Um, just very very dark, um, and just yeah, just this this band. Um, it's almost a tragedy that they they could do more stuff like this. If, if this is what they were capable of, but for ten years of, you know, mediocrity mediocrity. And and you know some good stuff, some amazing stuff, but this is just um, yeah, incredible, incredible. I think I think we're probably going to get around about this song a few times over. So I'll let yeah, you, yeah, sorry, I'll, I I'll, I'll, on, no, man. no, no, because I think we'll we'll probably can can back around a few times oh, on this before yeah. we move to the next track. To be honest, um, uh, you know, I, and and th- that song. Th- uh, has there's a story um, that I could tell, but I won't bore you about how. Well, I'll, I'll no, just tell it, it, tell it. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 well, spill the beans, mate. <laughs> about um, about I don't know, about fifteen years ago, I was pretty close to taking my own life, shall we say? Um, and for some reason, the Freddie singing and whatever will be, will be. Mm. Came in my head, and it, and it wouldn't go in my head. Mm. And, line, uh, eh? Did it save my life? Aye, we'll go with that. And uh, that this song saved my life. Um, it probably didn't. There was probably other factors, but it's a cool rock and roll story, and I'm going with that. This this song saved my life, and whatever will be will be. And uh, and to this day, I, I haven't done it, but I will. I'll, I'll get it tattooed on my arm. One day, just yeah. that line. That would Sweet. be cool, man. Uh, so there you go. That's cool, man. That's a cool story, Paul, man. Aye, it is, man. No, cheers, cheers for sharing that, Paul, man. That's that's cool, man. That's really, really cool. Um, the one, the one, the one thing that you said about Cashmere, though, um, I, I just pop, I just popped the lyrics up there, 
just to have a wee look. Um, you know, there is a mountain. The mountain there is like, a, you know, either stuff about the sun beat down like. upon my face. There's, there's a wee bit of similarity. You know, to say there's no none whatsoever is maybe a wee bit of a stretch. So I think Rogers may well, be on something a wee bit. <laughs> at the start, I think, it, yeah, certainly the first pairs. Yeah, yeah. But after that, no. I agree any, with you though. What one thing is, I do is when I go under any kind of justice under the sky. No, you're right, Paul. Um, and I would agree with you about Kashmir. It does just plod along pretty yeah, much the yeah, same. same Whereas this has got it, dynamics. You know, it's a it's a riff on a fucking loop. Yeah. 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 And then are we back? Anyway, we're talking about Zeppelin. This has got three parts, a massive riff, um, and monstrous vocals, um, and amazing lyrics. It's a full package. It's a full package, man. Do you know what, what, Led Zeppelin guys? This is just better than Kashmir, right? Of course it is. I don't care what what you say. Of course it is. (laughs) Come at us. Come at us. We don't care because this is better than Kashmir. Yes, yeah. it's better yeah. than Kashmir. Of course it is. You're entitled to your opinion, but your opinion you're wrong. is wrong if you think mm. Kashmir's better than this because this is better. Kashmir. Because Queen because Queen are better. Yeah. Led Zeppelin. Right. Most overrated band ever. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Maybe a bit harsh, but <laughs> I think no, well, anyway, that's a different conversation, but <laughs> Right. Anyway, I suppose back to chat. I'll, I'll throw a few things in here, and then I'll, like I say, I do. I, I think, I think we'll maybe ground a few times on this uh, before we move to track two. Um, I think, I think you know, Paul's touched upon a lot of things um, I had, I had written down myself. You know, it starts very ominous. You know, at the start, you mm-hmm. know, it's. But I think there's there's a kind of hopefulness in it as well. It's a weird kind of when when that big chord comes in and Ferry comes in. Ooh, although it's although it's got the kind of, you know the. You know, they kind of, oh, can't remember the scale. But yeah, they, they, they kind of, what Brian's playing on the guitar, it's this kind of that discordant sound. And mm-hmm. um, uh, there's something about it that feels like it's got a bit of life. There's, there's a bit of life. You're like, kind of, oh, right, I totally. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening to something that's something, something I'm, I'm, I can grasp on here. Um, Lyric wise, though, I mean, I think. Um, I mean the track itself. I mean just to rewind a little bit, the track itself, it seems to be quite a collaborative effort. You know, this was another mm-hmm. album where all band members are credited for all the songs. So you yeah. have to kind of try and tease out who wrote what. Uh, but this seems to be a kind of Taylor, you know, led kind of song with with you know uh, Freddie coming in and putting lyrics on top, and the band really yeah. kind of working on their own individual bits and kind of all coming together. It supposedly um, started as a jam session, didn't it? That's Brian, right, uh, Brian, and Roger, John. Uh, John. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, you know, pretty much a band song, um, and, you, and it sounds like a band song when you actually mm-hmm. listen to it. Um, the lyrics to it, I, I just think, are, uh, are absolutely fascinating. I, I, I love them. I've always loved them. Um, just, the, just the questioning of faith, the questioning of God, you know, even in, in the you know the first few lines, you know, a life's dictated by tradition, superstition, false religion. So how far have we went in two years when you're the miracle and Mother mm-hmm. Nature does it all? And uh, then now you're like, you know, now you're saying, do you know what? You know, 
strip all that away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You 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 believe in false gods. You believe. You know. It's 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 wow. This band have actually like you know maybe you know as I said grown up a lot when you listen to these lyrics. Um, you know why we live according to race, color, or creed. You know it's just like you know what are we doing? The miracle is like oh we're all gonna get together and what to- mm-hmm. this is like what what the fuck are we yeah. doing here, man? Really is this is this is this the human race? Is it's and, almost like you know yeah. you know pleading. You know, is, really, is this the yeah. best we can do as, as a world, you know? And, and I just think that's brilliant. And this is a man who wrote The Invisible Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, writing yeah. heavy, heavy, heavy well, lyrics. Well, well, this is the thing. I mean, I think uh, I think uh, Fred had a lot to do with the lyrics as well. So I don't know. I think it was a collaborative mm. thing. I think uh, with, with Roger and, and, and... So I don't know who... Might have been Roger, might have been Fred. I don't know. But, but you're right. It doesn't really matter. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's the, the band is actually coming out with a song like this that's that's going in that direction. Um, you you notice a difference in Freddie's voice on this. You know, obviously, the yeah. first one you hear from the new album, it is sounding thinner. Thinner. But it's actually sounding his range is actually get higher. Yeah, higher. You know, it's almost like his 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 voice has been stretched. You know, and and it's it's, it's get higher. And Joe, I remember talking to Joe about uh, Innuendo oh, years ago, you know, because obviously it's been out for almost 30 years now. Talked to Joe about Innuendo one time, and Joe said how how he, he sounds English again. And I know Freddie's not English, but, you know, obviously he's been living as an Englishman for, for you know, at that point, 20-odd years. Um, so, it, it, you know, I know, he, I know he, what Joe was meaning by that because it's kind of back, going back to that 70s thing, going back to, yep. you know, the first few yep. albums. You know, Absolutely. He, sounded, he sounded like that. So he sounded like he is in the first few albums, but yep. as a better power. singer. Yep, exactly, yeah. 100%. So that's a big, big difference in his voice. Mm. And then, of course, uh, you know, that'll be down to his illness, you know, make, you know, making his voice change the way it has. But his voice sounds great as well. It sounds yeah. bloody fantastic. Um you know the three part thing is definitely there. I I, I I see it as very much a kind of the start of it is just kind of, you know, can we do better here? Is this the best we can do? Middle section for me is more of a kind of, you know, let's celebrate life. Let's celebrate the actual positives in life. Let's let's kind of try and try and get this back on track. And then at the end for me, it's do you know what we're all doomed. It. We're doomed. <laughs> you know <laughs> that's and I I love that. A lot. It's almost yeah. like you know that that film that gives you a really horrible ending, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's you know, you don't get the happy ending. I don't think mm. this is a happy ending. Okay, you can argue that Freddie's saying, yes, we'll keep on trying, and whether that's Roger saying that, Freddie, whoever. But it's a struggle. But it's a struggle. Absolutely. Mm. You know, they're keeping trying, but you know, but it's it just that's how the song is for me, and it's probably for, for most people. You know, it's something similar. Um, it's one of my favourite. Queen songs. Um, I think we'll come back and we'll talk more about the music, but I want to let Joe in because um, it's not the chance to say much on this track. Joe, do you want to, do you want to jump in here? Again, I can't really add that much to what you guys said because, you know, it's very similar to all the, the things that I feel about this track as well. But, you know, I think this is, I've wrote here that this for me is um, the most honest musically and lyrically Queen have sounded in their entire career. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I think this is the first time where you've seen a real 
somebody just say other than death and two lies, but that's more more a kind of just an outburst of anger at a certain yeah. individual. Yeah. Whereas that whereas I think this song is a true and I'm gonna swear it's a true fuck this. Yeah. This that, that I know I'm not gonna get past this point. So if I'm gonna if I, if this is what I'm you know if this is the music that I'm gonna put forward then I'm gonna put me forward in it. And I would I would I would think that Freddie wrote the more of, more of the kind of what I say that the angry God parts because I feel that he would be the one that you know would have the most <laughs> would have the most uh, authentic reason to do it you know given the you know, given the you know what he's dealing with at the time and if Roger did write them that's quite quite brutal giving that to a guy that knows he's got no time left really. And I don't mean that as a bad. I don't mean that as in Rogers being a bad guy for telling. But you know, I don't know if I, if I was a guy in my band who had I'd been in a. I mean, I, like I said in previous podcasts, I've been in the same band for eighteen years. Albeit I've only done released four albums and one EP, right? So the point is, I've been in the band with the same guitar player for eighteen years. And if you know, if for talking sakes, he was ill. And I knew he let say, you know, something similar. I knew the guy was going to die. We were in the process of writing a record. I would, and I was say, saying he was a vocalist rather than I was a guitar player. And I was handing him lyrics. I, I would, you know, I'd maybe question myself and say, Jesus Christ, these lyrics are a bit close to reality for, for a guy who knows he's not got long left, you know? But you then again... Joe, sorry, Joe, just to, sorry to interrupt there, but do you, do you think it could be... Kind of seen as a way if it was Roger, obviously, because we're not sure who wrote what, and obviously yeah, we're guessing yeah. here a wee bit. Um, if it was Roger saying that wrote those those kind of bitter, bitter at God ones, could you could you see it as maybe Roger being angry on Freddie's behalf? Almost, oh, I, told, I, well, I was going yeah, to say that. Than, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that could be the other angle at it. It could be like my 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 friends. Yeah, I'm not going to have my friend anymore, and I'm angry at the situation and. You know, um, it could be that angle as well. But I genuinely do think that those, especially the, sorry, I look at my notes here. Uh, the, geez, oh, where's the lyric? Uh, While we rule, uh, you know, by uh, blind madness and pure greed and stuff like that, that to me, that that's, that's coming from a different place. I think that's coming from Freddie. I just think that's mm-hmm. kind of seething and it, it, it reeks of the same sort of bite that something like Death and Two Legs has. That, huh. Venom that that Queen haven't had since that point, you know. That's I think that's yeah. why there's there's a lot of parallels with this album, because I think it's a long way, you know. Death and Two Legs, okay, as one song being like that, but I think this whole album is kind of get that Death and Two Legs bite to a lot of the lyrics on it, where it's just very much we're not arsing around here. We're just going to I'm just going to give it to you straight because this is my last statement, and I'm going to make sure it's loud and clear. But this song is, um, yeah, I agree. It's one of my favourite Queen songs, absolutely. And, you know, it, it, it's weird because, like, you know, you, you get the whole Led Zeppelin, we kind of touched on it, so I'm not going to go on about it too much, but the whole Led Zeppelin thing, and I totally agree with you guys, Led Zeppelin don't, didn't have the, the capacity to write a, a track like this. I don't care what anybody says, man. Queen <laughs> proved at this point that they could write another song similar to Bohemian Rhapsody in structure where it shouldn't work and it went to number one in the charts. <laughs> so Queen of the Over Two Bands that could write a prog, 
a prog masterpiece that what the hell is this? No other band no other band put a number one with that amount of complex parts and no nobody did. Nobody yeah. did. Queen, Queen did it twice. They put a, a prog yeah. masterpiece into the number one spot. And for that, I mean for, for a number of reasons, Queen will, will always be the ultimate band. But that's just another wee a wee notch on the belt there, man. You yeah. know, what I mean that's just like just shows to goes to show that that band didn't compromise on this track in any way, shape, or form. And mm. people must have heard that old school. I'd imagine old school Queen fans hearing that and thinking, "I'm going to swear." Thinking, "Fuck me, that's that's Queen again. That sounds like the Queen that I yeah. loved." And I think that's why it went to number one. Yeah. Um, because the old school, it probably brought a lot. Of, I might be wrong, but I think it would have brought a lot of old school fans back into the fold again for this record yeah. because it's very much got that. That that Queen heart that that had been missing for so long, yeah. and I absolutely love I absolutely love the track I really do, and uh, I love the I'm the same as you David I love the the chat the, the very challenging lyrics and like, like just they're just I've wrote here they're better they're, yeah. they're better lyrics and I love yeah. that because I, I love honesty in music I think we all do well I know we all do uh, that's the music that resonates with me and that's what I try to write when I write music and whatever genre I decide to write and I always try to write it as honestly as I can and that's the stuff I relate to and that's why I love this track because it doesn't arse around, it's just here's Concentrated Queen in its purest form. Kind of, I, I think what we spoke about, was it worth it was trying to get there? Yeah. But mm-hmm. was kind, but we kind of never did it. Yeah. I, yeah, I think the lyrics let it down because it was a bit too on the nose and Things like that, but I'm sorry, I'm waffling on too much about this. But yeah, I love this track. It's it's an absolute beast and the best opening track to a Queen record ever. Mm-hmm. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> right. Yeah, you're probably right, Joe. Aye. Um, uh, yeah, you are right. <laughs> get back to your point, David, uh, that you made earlier about Freddie's vocals. Um, I I think the fact that his voice is thinner helps in this case because. The, the weight of instrumentation in this song yeah. is, is very complex. There's a lot going on. That will um, end. Yeah. Um, and, and, and his voice just cuts through everything. Yeah, I think it helps that his voice is a wee bit thinner. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the circumstances by which it's I, become thinner isn't, I, I, isn't I think, the best, I, but, uh, you know. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I think Brian May was quoted as saying his voice in this record was like a laser through crystal. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's what he said. He said it was like, and it, and it is. It's like it's like yeah. it's piercing, but, yeah. but not not in a bad way. And I not mean, in that, an abrasive way. I reckon. Yeah, for yeah, for, yeah. for me, some of these tracks are his best vocal performances. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think don't think anyone would argue with that at all, man. Um, I mean, I think I mean even just. Uh, Coming back to the, the you know the last verse where you you you've got the middle section, which is fantastic. You know you've got the you know the the flamenco guitar and Steve Howe from Yes, obviously, to mm-hmm. do, do this bit on it, and and it's a brilliant. I was actually trying to look for the an isolated, uh, yeah. you know, just a Steve Howe playing it because it because it's the you know it would seem seem pretty unremarkable just at the start of it, but when you listen to what he does right up to the end, but it's kind of lost in the mix a wee bit. You need to kind of really, really pick it out. Uh, but okay, it's, it's fantastic. And I was reading up about the how that came about, how Steve Howe came into the studio and 
Apparently he'd been he'd been friends with Freddie actually through the eighties. Um, oh, right, cool. Um, Steve Howe and I think they. I mean, if if, if you know the stuff on the internet, to be believed. Um, and it was actually Freddie that that, that was wanting him on the track. Cool. Um, man. Um, but another story goes it was Brian, so I don't know. It's 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 but it seemed to be that Freddie was was friends with him. Uh, but Steve Howe, Steve Howe was apparently going. Oh no, he was he was actually breaking it. From playing on the track, really? I think ah, you know, they played it to him, and and he, and he, he was working out things, and he was like, "I'm some spending." I'm like, oh, "I need to really hear." It. You know, he was really, really kind of freaking out over, you know, trying to get it done. Maybe knew Freddie uh, being ill as well. If it, you know, he would have known that. So he'd uh, known, yeah, looking yeah. at him and thinking, "Christ, I need to." You know, so just uh, like I've got, they've got another couple albums in them. You know what I mean? Later on down the yeah. line, he's probably thinking, "Christ, this, why, I, I know this guy. Good on this? Why there's something <laughs> good on this?" Aye, and he yeah, did, yeah. man, because the, the plane's phenomenal on it. Ah, it's brilliant. And uh, so I apparently so that, that was that was the week kind of thing um, he was saying. And uh, he, there's a good there's a good quote from Steve Howe. I think it's on the Innuendo Wikipedia page. It's it's, it's the one that quite a big long quote that, cool. and he talks about recording it. And, oh, cool. Um, but he's he. I think pretty much. I mean, I'm paraphrasing him, but he was saying how much of an honour it was to actually play on the the track, and mm-hmm. and um, you know. So it's anyway, it's it's great, and I think when it gets into the the the, the metal bit, then the you know the Rogers bit, the thrash metal. That's the thrash metal. The slow down thrash. But and that again, we talk we talk about Queen and metal quite a lot. That's a metal, but that whole sections yeah. metal but they come back to give you a bit of that flavour again and it's just brilliant to hear absolutely and, um, and just, the, just the last uh, you know when you come, you come into the last verse as I was going to say the echo in Freddie's voice just adds to that bitterness and that paranoia almost uh, you know totally. if there's a if there's a god there right, can I just this under the sky is a point reason to live or die and it's all echoing in the background making it uneasy kind of sound to mm. it and I don't know. I, I've always, I've always uh, picked that this lineup. The line is sorry. Uh, if there's an answer to the questions we feel, we feel bound to ask, show yourself, destroy your fears, release your mask. It's a challenge to God. Yeah, it's totally. a challenge to God saying, you know, don't be someone that doesn't exist. Uh, sorry, doesn't show himself. Show yourself. Release our fears. You know, fears yeah, from from the fears. You know, you've you've if you if you're there. Just show yourself, and it will all be all right. Because everybody will know you exist, and we can we can have faith. And so that's a real it's like throwing the gauntlet down to God. And that's challenge, challenge, absolutely brilliant. You know, challenge, just, challenging <laughs> God, and it? it's challenging it's, God. It's, it's just absolutely brilliant. Um, so it's just so much to love about this song. So much to love about it. Um, I just I just feel privileged to have been a Queen fan when that came out. Totally, aye. you know, it, it wasn't one of the ones that came out in '83 or something when I was too young to know. It came out when I was a, a Queen fan, albeit a very young one, but who privileged to have actually been a, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a, a Queen fan at this moment. Um, and the video, as we said, is just just perfect. Just sums the sums the whole song up. Am I, am I right in think? Am I right in thinking it's the first Queen video where they don't appear in it? Under pressure, they're known under pressure video. Ah, there's clips and stuff. Aye. aye. But probably apart from that, you might be right, Joe. You might be right. Aye, aye, aye. and I think that adds to the mysticus. Aye, aye. 
adds to the mystique of the song as well. I think. Yeah, yeah. And there's a whole mystery because I remember. I remember actually now that you're talking about the video. I remember when the video. I saw the video as well, and I, I can't remember where I saw it, but obviously it was before the album came out. Uh, it may have been Top of the Pops or something like that, and uh, it made you think, well, why? Why are they not in the video? It was weird, mm. you know yeah. what I mean? Spe- especially because of the, the 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 cheese factor of a lot of the. The videos yeah. from the Miracle where they were all dressed up and different videos had different themes they were dressed in a certain way and the yeah, was yeah. shite, but, but then got, this, this was totally dark and different. That's a different, because of course they were in the video, but it was all the old footage and they messed with it. They were based on four different artists. Yeah, that's right. You know, so John Deaton with Picasso and... I think this was uh, Brian. And you never, you never see Vinci, John's face. John's face is always, he's the only one that you don't actually see his face. Aye, because it's because he's uh, Picasso. Picasso, uh, aye. Aye, because he's Picasso. You don't see, you know, he just looks like a Picasso painting, basically. That's cool. So man, that was aye. really cool. It was all different. I, I can't remember who. Uh, Roger was Jackson Pollock. Um, yeah. And Freddie. Freddie had snakes on his face or something, didn't he? Was it snakes or something? No, you're thinking the album cover, maybe. Oh, shit, right, aye. Aye, aye. aye. Um, I think that was... In fact, I've got, I've got the thing here. Oh, well, so, uh, Salvador Dali was, you know? Freddie Katz there, I'm in the album cover. And Brian had <laughs> snakes. Aye, aye, snakes. Was it no, was it no <laughs> Salvador, uh, no Salvador Dali? Was it no... Um, the, 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 oh, what's his face? Da Vinci? Was that no who Freddie was? Maybe so that's who Freddie was. I don't know who Brian sketchy, was. Sketchy, it was all sketchy. Aye, aye, aye. Da Vinci and the sketching. Was the, was da Vinci, yeah, aye. The pencil sketches, aye. yeah. Brilliant, aye. Superb, aye. Was like, but anyway, aye, but what a video. What a video. Um, aye, totally. And what a song. What a aye. song. Amazing, so you've aye. Got that, you've got that. You've, you've obviously, you know, as you're, as you're listening to the album for the first time, you've already heard Innuendo being a single. Starts you off on the album, and you're probably kind of bracing yourself because... Is this like an I want to all situation where yeah. it just goes downhill completely for the rest of the album? So I think there probably will be, would be a bit of apprehension from from fans at that point. So we move on and we go into I'm going slightly mad. So I'm going slightly mad takes us into a different kind of a different kind of vibe. Uh, George, you want to start us off with that one? Uh, where does it go from there? So a Freddie track. Uh, quite clearly, aye. This was a this was a song that really took a long time to, to kind of sit with me properly. I didn't. It was one of those. It was, a, it was always a weird Queen song for me. It was like, um, what was the comparison you you guys made? And I think it was the Miracle Pod. This now scandal. You know, you said sometimes you were like, yeah, do I like, do I, do I like this or, or do I not mm-hmm. like it? And then sometimes you did like it, and then sometimes you're like, yeah, I don't know if I like this. I'm still kind of like. Like that with a song, I think it's one of those tracks that really, it really depends how I am at the time when I listen to it. But what I will say is, you know, for preparation for the pod and stuff like that, I've been listening to this album, like you guys, a lot, you know, on the run-up. And every time I've listened to it, I've enjoyed it. And I've enjoyed it a lot more than I did at the time when it came out. Because when I was a kid, I didn't really didn't really bother that, that much with this track. But... um I've got a few things written here as well. You know, I, I think it, it's quite a unique track musically because I don't know what genre of music that is. It's it's weird. It's like it's like it's just strange. 
it's just a very, very strange, like, what the hell is this? And for that alone, it's very interesting. And I think I, I've wrote here as well, I, I, I draw parallels to this and um, see, like, Seaside Rendezvous and um, Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon and stuff like that. Obviously, I'm going slightly mad, darker sounding, but it has a lot of similarities in the sense that Freddie's taking on that English, like you mentioned, David, earlier on, he's taking on that very, very English tone, his voice again, that he did on yeah. those on those two two tracks on A Night of the Opera. And that's the first time he's did that, I mean, since then. he's not. I don't think he did it after that, up until this point. So, he's, again, there's, a, there's that 70s vibe again, where he's kind of toying with like that sort of Mike Patton character, singing in a character sort of thing, rather than singing as himself. Um, I've... It is, it's, it's a good track, man. And also, uh, one of the things I think this track benefits from is the fact that it's actually live drums that's played on it. Yeah. Which, which, it may, which, which I think, on if this song had been on a, another like, earlier Queen 80s this would have, uh, album, this would have been a track that had a drum machine on it 100%. And I think that would have made it sound a bit crap. But I think the fact that Roger is actually playing his kit, and I think on this record he's, he's playing his kit on 90% of it, and, it, and I, again, I think that's a, a massive plus on this record because it's, you know, he's a great drummer and he does a lot of really great drumming on this record, but anyway, I digress. This song, um, I think this is a, as well, I, you know, I was talking about the whole dark vibe that this album gives me, and on the surface you might think this is a kind of quirky, oh, you know, you know, a lot of crazy, crazy metaphors and stuff like that, I, I don't see it like that at all, man. I, I, I really feel a dark, dark vibe all the way through this song. Um, and his, his voice sounds, he speak, it's weird because his speaking voice sounds really frail. It's weird as anything, you know, when he's like, so there you have it. And it sounds, it just, you can actually hear these if you're like, you're like I, that guy's voice, I mean, he always did have quite a soft speaking voice anyway. But yeah. I don't know, he speak, the speaking parts he does in this sound sound very frail and then he's he's when he sings it's like the most powerful singing ever do you know what mm-hmm, i mean so yeah. it's kind of weird i think that's where i get the sort of dark vibe from it um and it's very again it's got a very english sort of vibe to it as well so it's kind of taking that kind of glitzy vibe of the miracle and just throwing it by the wayside uh, and you know just doing something that's a little more honest in that department it's, it's, it's a pretty decent track. I mean, it's, it's better than pretty decent. It's a good track. It's a, it's a good, good track. Um, I really like the guitar solo as well. I think guitar playing on mm-hmm. it's excellent. I think the slide the slide part, and then it goes into the, the kind of heavier part, and then it goes all sweet again. I think he uses like the solos in like three sections. Starts off with slide, then it goes into playing normal, and then it goes into a really sweet, almost half distorted part towards mm-hmm. the end. It's a smart, it's a very smart song, but it just blasts any sort of genre completely out of my mind because no, no, I'm saying that's a good thing because it's making me think, well, what is this sort of thing, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, an, it's a very, I, I would say I find it more interesting than I do enjoyable, but I, I, it sounds like I'm taking a dig at it. I, I, I'm not taking a dig at it. I, I respect, I respect the kind of, the, inv- the invention that went into into making it and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I also think mm-hmm. this the, the synth sounds are really cool on it. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. it's really dark, you know. But anyway, that, that's my take on it. Aye, so Freddie does no coward again. Um, and uh, 
I agree with Joe. There is a darker edge, obviously, this time. Um, and is is that is that us putting our what we know about Freddie onto the track, or you know, who who knows really? Um, but given that Freddie was kind of famous for taking the way he felt about things and cloaking it, and you know, uh, obs- obs- you know, obscurity. Kind of hiding what if what if you know he feels about things. Maybe he is saying here that you know he he's struggling with his mental health because you would be because you know you know you know you're dying. You've got this horrible disease. You can't hardly lift your head off the pillow most days. Yeah, that's going to that's going to you know make you feel pretty bad. So you know writing these kind of frivolous lyrics. I, I, maybe it's his way of getting that frustration, that how he feels out without it being, you know, just complete misery, you know, like. Um, but maybe not. Who knows? Maybe, he, maybe he just felt like no coward one morning and wrote frivolous lyrics now. And well, apparently it was his, it was his friend Peter Peter Straker who That's helped right. him with the lyrics. They actually wrote them kind of come up with silly lines about. Going round the bend and all that, so I think right. he got back. You know, right. so the the so, but, but even in that situation, Freddie could have been. Yeah. Oh, I'm having a bit of fun with my friend, you, but actually, using, I'm still. Getting yeah. A, I'm looking for a lighter way to, to describe. Yeah. Using yeah. um, humour to to deal with. Yeah. An right. absolute horrible situation. Yeah. Mm. Um. I yeah, as Joe says, yeah, as as a, you know, a difficult try to pigeonhole. It's not. It's not really anything. Um. But it's the the plane's great and uh, yeah, for, you know the the lyrics, the lyrics are pretty cool. You know, uh, I think I'm a banana tree and all that. Kind of stuff. <laughs> it's cool, man. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, as much as I'm, I'm going to contradict myself here and say, you know, if you if you approach the, this song slightly differently and you don't think about the the darker stuff and all that, it's actually quite a joyful little thing. You know, yeah. there's a lot of joy in it as well. It just depends on which way you look at it. I think. Aye. Aye. I, I, on, on what level you take it, you know. Yeah. Um, on, on face value, it's a, a it's a wee piece of English eccentricity that we've had. You know, we had on, uh, on the night of the opera. But yeah, it's a, a, a it's a it's a cool wee track, um, and uh, yeah, whatever level you take it. It's still a great track. Doesn't matter, you know. What do you think, Dave? Yep. Uh, again, as usual, I've got a lot of the same points um, on it. I think the synths are very tasteful, which kind of Joe alluded to. Um, I've got the dark and somber tone. Absolutely, I can I can hear it there, um, and I think it is because of the synth work and the way Freddie's singing that just takes it there. But whether if Freddie was in good health and fighting fit, like you say, Paul, I might you might just be thinking that's oh, just a kind of low key song as opposed to a song on dark song. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting if you know to, to know, you know, um, because I mean we talked about I mean the, you know remember the the video for Lazarus the boy song was yeah. in bed and and stuff and 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 that was everyone saying that's that's boy saying that's boy saying I'm dying and this is me dying and going. Well, it came out, they, they shot that video a week before they found out he was dying. 
Mm-hmm. And everybody had said, everybody had said that was that was boy saying, you know, he's he's in the bed and Aye, they're looking know, so for they're looking for things to connect absolutely. it to. Yeah, after absolutely. the fact. That's it. So so you know, these things can eat, can eat be easily done. Um but you know, I, I think there's I think there's definitely a bit of I mean I had that down myself, the lyrics is a, a comment on how Freddie was feeling. That's exactly what I had down in my uh, my notes mm-hmm. that as well. Um one last thing to say on it. Uh, John's bass playing is brilliant, isn't it? Aye. Mm-hmm. There's little yeah. bits that goes. He's yeah. doing these really, really cool wee, wee, wee subtle bass runs, and obviously the one right at the end of the song. That's crazy know. fast, aye. Um, you know, so really, really cool wee, but he does a lot of the wee runs through the song. Really, really cool. And it just drives, and there's a lot of space in the song. A lot mm-hmm. of space, you know, so it just kind of just chugs away, and, and the live drums. As Joe rightly pointed out in this album, you know, you really hear a big difference. And that just kind of just, song just plods away nicely. Um, I think it's a pop song, but I agree with Joe. It's not definitely not your typical pop song. It's definitely not, you know, it's not bubblegum pop by any means. It's, it's, no, it's weird. It's, it's a kind of, it is a kind of strange song. It's kind of like, you know, you know, you think about bicycle race, you know, what is this? Ah, you know, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, aye, same thing. Queen with the Masters and that. It's like <laughs> inventing, <laughs> inventing weird music that you couldn't pigeonhole. I totally, man. But uh, no, I, I really, I really like the track and, uh, Probably similar to Joe. It wasn't the one that blew me away, you know, in my younger days. But you know, as as, as an older an older man, it's certainly something that I, I really enjoy listening to when it comes on. Can also but, can also uh, say before we move on to that, uh, just touch on it a wee bit is like uh, the video as well. It's like yeah, you know, I think this was the this would have been the first promo we seen Freddie from the. I'm right in saying that from this record. I it was it was a second single, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, second single, yeah, yeah. Joe. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. You're, so you're seeing Freddie clearly, clearly looking very, very different. You know, very yeah. thin and black and white. You know, that's a dead giveaway. You know, yeah. that, that something's not right. You know, and, and obviously mm-hmm. you can tell even through the black and white that the guy's not not doing well. Do you know what I mean? It's very sad and really it's sad. A really cool video. <laughs> it's a really, it's a really, really cool video, man. But it's a sad. The behind the scenes is really sad. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to bring this into a whole downer and stuff like that. Hard to watch. Aye, good bit of humour and all right enough, I suppose. Aye, when, when, when the penguin does a shit. Freddie's taking. One of my favourite bits in that behind the scenes stuff is you can clearly see Roger and. Roger's kind of just getting a wee bit kind of fed up because he obviously just doesn't want to film the video, you know, because they obviously hate it. And Freddie's saying, you, you do this, do that. And, and then he's like, you thought I was just sitting here. No, 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 you need to stay. And Freddie's like, you need to stay where you are. And, uh, and, then, and then it's just this bit where Freddie goes like, after we've done that bit, you can do whatever you like, you know. Just as always, like a wee, a wee just, of, just, just do what I want to do, and I, then you can do whatever you want. You can do what you like later on. It's just a wee subtle bit. So I just think, oh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's cool. Really cool. Do you know, like, it's weird though, it's like when. It's weird, like watching that video, and especially the, the, it's more the behind the scenes stuff than that. And it's like, I don't think I've ever had an emotional connection to a male like that in my life, which is a male, uh, yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like even you know, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's like even talking about it now makes me feel quite quite sad. It's just like Jesus Christ. It's like and the, the strength of the guy, the strength of the the, the guy that's respectable. Aye, and, exactly. And, and just and you know, aye. well, I mean, they, they always say that Freddie. Freddie never wanted any. Well, well, he said about the, the reason he didn't come out and say he was ill well, until the day before he died is because he didn't want people buying the records out of sympathy. 
that was the reason why. There were a lot of other reasons, obviously, to protect his privacy aye. and all the rest of it, but, you know, there were a lot yeah. of reasons, but... Aye, um, totally. Totally. But, but, but the strength it showed to actually go and film videos and the guy and was record this album and, you know, and record the, guy, the few tracks he did after it, you know? The guy was, was remarkable right to the end, man. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And probably Absolutely. even more so the fact that he put some of his best vocals down on an album when he literally could hardly stand, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, that'll, never, that'll never be replicated, not just in, in the sense of vocal performance, but in the sense of strength of character as well. Yeah. The guy was strong. The guy was strong, man. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Just got on with it. Just got on with it. Big time. Um, right, let's let's move move on. Uh, track number three. So we 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 get into kind of pure rock territory, pure metal territory um, with this one. Uh, Brian May track headlong. Yeah, I'll, I'll start things off with this one. Um, I think um, I think this is this is a song for me that's I can take a leaf to be honest. Um, it's occasionally when I listen to it, I get something from it, but probably more so I don't get as much from it. It, it really depends on my mood. It's one of these ones. I don't think it's a bad song. Uh, you know, it's it's it's. I think it's let down with kind of just kind of pretty pedestrian lyrics. I think one of the noticeable things for me is. We talked talked about Freddie's voice a lot so far, even in these first two tracks. And this is where it's obvious where Fred doesn't have the same attack for a really heavy song. Yeah. And that's the standards he set. That's the standards he set himself, you know, and things like even I Want It All in the previous album and things like Princes of the Universe, Give Me the Prize. I fit Freddie, I fully fit Freddie would have attacked that song with more ferocity and aggression. He's not got that energy to do Aye. that. Yeah, and I yeah. don't think it, I don't think Freddie sings Freddie sings his arse off on it. Right, he still and sings it, better it, than everybody else. <laughs> well, you've took the words right out of my Joe. Um, it's again, it's the standards he set himself that you're yeah, comparing right. it against. You know, totally. um, so you can you can hear the the attack isn't quite the same as it would have been mm-hmm. if he was fully fit. So, you know, that's that's that you know that's one reason why it maybe doesn't he doesn't he kind of you know really fully fully uh, grab me as well. Um, because I'd have loved to have heard that pure full-on grit that you got for Fred in the 80s. But mm-hmm. again, you know, we know the reason why that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian's using the drop D tuning again on this, and I think some of the guitar playing and the tone of it's really excellent. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of the, I think the guitar work on it's really, really great. I think it's excellent, actually. It's just, it's just let down by, again, the lyrics just being really, really poor. And the melody's not been particularly that, nice. that great. But the guitar and the guitar works. I really love the guitar works, even the wee, you know. And then the feedback against Paul talked about in innuendo, you know, you're hearing the feedback and everything, you're hearing bite again. You know, you heard it on the miracle uh, prior to that on much weaker tracks, but you know, so it's got a lot, of, you know, got a lot of ferocity in it. Mm-hmm. But it just falls at the last hurdle a wee bit for me, it just doesn't quite get there. Um, headlong and it's it's a bit repetitive as well. That's mm-hmm. a, that's the thing I'd say about it. Um, it's a decent rocker. I, I think that's that's about the the best thing I could say about it. it's a decent decent rocker. Uh, Paul, do you want to, do you want to weigh in here? Yeah, it's a it's a pretty. Uh, it, there's nothing special really about this. Um, the the guitar tone is excellent. Um, 
and, and Brian plays well on it. Um, yeah, and the, the lyrics are they're not great, you know, uh, soup in a laundry bag and all this kind of stuff. And, still um, to this day, don't know what that means. Yeah, I still don't yeah. know what that means either, man. And I, I, this was this was written for Brian's solo album, wasn't it? So uh, it, it wasn't oh, written right, specifically right, for right. the album. So. Oh, right. uh, Along with I Can't Live With You, I think that's another one. Yeah, yeah. I heard the de- by the way, have you heard the demo version with Brian singing it? Jesus Christ. No, no, no. If you think it's, um, if you think it's dodgy, you know, a great singer like Freddie, man, you might hear, you might hear the poodle in full effect. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I, I, there's, there's not really much I can say about Headlong. It's, it, it's okay. It's, you know, um, out, out of all the videos, this is the one that I find most uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, um, Freddie's throwing shapes, see, but it just doesn't look well enough to be doing see, it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, it yeah. just it just looks exhausted and why why are they why are they making him do that? You know Maybe he has to do it man because no, I, I think I think he would have probably went, no I'm doing it. You know, I, I, don't, nah, think I, nah, I don't think he would have ever done anything. I don't think Freddie could be yeah. forced to do anything man, nah, judging yeah. by what people say about him. So. Um, <laughs> yeah that this is the one where I'm like, oh, you know I yeah <laughs> this this man is not long long for this world, you know. Um just quickly on the video, I remember uh you shouting me in, Paul, because I think I was uh, I, I was in the living room and we didn't have TVs in our rooms and you shouted me down for the video coming on or headlong. Mm-hmm. And uh so I've popped in to see that 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 video itself. And then I remember right after it say, you know, the I don't know who it was Jackie Brambles or whoever it was, it was it was saying, "Oh, Queen are back in the studio now, uh, recording new material." And I always remember right. that as mm-hmm. at that point, you know, when it obviously had long been the third single off the album. Already back in the studio, uh, back in the studio, in the studio, and obviously that was quite that was a you know a PR thing as well. Oh, mm-hmm. Freddie Carabell, if they're in the studio recording that, oh, you know, it, it, it's that kind of try to throw throw you off the scent a little bit as well. Uh, I think totally so. Man. So with that one as well, but anyway, sorry, Paul. Just a memory that popped into my head. No, I, 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 as I say, I don't, I don't have a lot to say about this. It's a, it's a pretty, pretty standard, fair rock song, um, and uh, I, I think even a, even a, a fully uh, healthy Freddy, you know, blasting away on it wouldn't really save it that much. Um, it's okay. Uh, but you can tell that it's a, a a Brian May solo effort. You know, you can see it sitting on uh, Back to the Light or something like that, you know. I really don't have anything to add um, or, uh, to this, you guys. You know, it is what it is. It's one of those tracks. It's uh, I do agree that the guitar tone is good, but I think the guitars are too quiet in the whole song. They're, they're pretty buried, man. I think I think anyway. I don't know if it's just my stereo or whatever, but I think the guitars are definitely quiet, quiet on on that track. Well, albeit, nice. albeat, albeat, sound pretty awesome. good. I just don't think there's enough bite, a bite, and mm. and I think it's that's not. I don't, I don't think it's down to the, the tone of the guitars this time. Like obviously, in one vision we thought it dial by. It's definitely not dial by. It's got a good growl to uh, it. Tone's stuff. good. Ah, yeah, tone's yeah. good and stuff. I just think it's a wee bit quiet. Um, uh, I don't want to get down on this man because I don't hate it or anything like that. But I absolutely, really despise that oop diddy diddy part, man. Like, uh, 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 to me, this is like, you know, we mentioned party, no party, sorry, Kishogi shipping. You know, if you stripped all 
the vocals and all the the melody and all the lyrics away from that, and it was just the music. It was actually a pretty decent rock track. I think this is kind of suffers from a lot of the same pitfalls as that track. I think if you'd have just stripped that and rewrote an entirely different melody with different lyrics, you'd have probably got a lot a much better song. And I yeah. genu- I genuinely think musically it's pretty, it's good, it's really good, but I just don't think I, I just really don't like the, the lyrics. But we but, you know, we spoke about that, so I don't want to labour it. Um yeah, the, the, again, I'm just going to say the same things as you. I was going to say, I hate, I've wrote here, I absolutely hate the soup and the laundry bag. <laughs> I'm just like, what? And I'm like, I still, you know, 40, 41 going on 42, and I'm like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, can, can somebody write in, please? I, I know, exactly. Somebody please write in and tell us, because somebody cleared up the cheese line and the uh, sweet That's lady right. said there actually is a, as, as a cheese, oh, I can't gee. remember what it was, a sweet Apparently cheese. So. So can somebody tell me what the fuck uh, soup and laundry bags is get? You know, where's, the, where's the correlation a, here, man? The answer's on a postcard or, a, or right. a, an envelope. I stuffed an envelope. Mailbox. Clap the pods. Help us out. Um, I bet I. It's it's just kind of it's it's okay. It's okay. It could have been better. I think that's right. Yeah. Aye. I think I think we've we've done that pretty quickly. Um, not too much to to digest on it. Um, so let's move on to track number four um, on the album, uh, which is I Can't Live With You. So another Brian May track that comes in uh, right after it. Um, Paul, start us off with that one. I really like this song. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a good wee kind of pop rock song. Um, I like the fact that the, all the guys are singing together as well. It's mm. very strong. I Can't Live With You. Aye, it's nice to First time in the album, actually, where I think yeah, we've all, we have we've all, come, we've all come in together, yeah. Um, and, it, yeah, just at, at the start of this, I mentioned joy. I think there's there's a certain joy in this, a certain playfulness and all that. It's just a, just a simple pop song. Um, but, you know, it's just very well played and and the, the, the lyrics are, are fairly okay, you know. It's, a, you know, Boy, boy, get old type pop song, really. Um, but of the quality that you know we we, we know Queen for, you know, uh, just simple songs. They they can do them great, and this is this is good. Um, yeah. yeah. What do you guys think? I think Sarah. Sarah. Is that yeah, I can't live with you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, I can't live with you, right? Um, did, uh, I'm even gonna, I'm even gonna try to sing it, mate. <clears throat> somebody, somebody well, beat my oldest to death with a bat. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's Raga, mate. Raga, Raga. You can't do Raga with a king, anyway. <laughs> Too much fucking perspective. Uh, well, that, that bit's amazing. That whole film's brilliant. But anyway, um, I sorry, I can't live with you, right? So they did. They actually did have. Have you heard the the redone version they did in nineteen ninety seven of this song? Uh, I've read about it, but I haven't heard. Have you heard it? Have you heard it? No, no. It's yes. infinitely better, man. Like, like it's it makes that song a hundred times better, and that's and that's you know, you know that's sort of similar to what they did on uh, that piece of cake that came after this 
but it works in this song because it was a Queen song, you know, it wasn't a, a solo yeah. track. But it reworked it, and it, it was quite interesting that the reason that they reworked it, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but it was apparently that um, Brian May had uh, demoed it for, you know, for his solo record, like you said, Paul, he demoed it, and the rest of the guys, well, they heard the demo, says, well, no, we'll, you know, we'll put this on, on the record, it's a, it's a really good song, it's a strong track, and apparently, what you hear on, most of what you hear on that track, on the album, is his demo, the, uh, the, the drums were actually the programmed drums that he did on a synthesizer, that isn't Roger playing the drums on it, um, which is, I thought was, Quite interesting, and I didn't notice until you go back and actually listen to it, and then you go, "That is that is programmed yeah. drums." It's, it's it, it, it totally. You know, just, is. I run it through again. I run it through my head. Ah, it's totally programmed drums. That makes a lot of sense, actually. I and it may, and it just makes me think. Why, why did you just not go in and just record, re-record that again? It's weird why they did that. I don't know. I I don't know if maybe it was it was maybe you know towards the end of the. I just tried recording. Get- but then that doesn't make sense either because Freddie's vocals were already laid down so Brian and Roger and, and John would have just went in and re-recorded the music so, so, that's, so that still doesn't really make any sense to me but I've, uh, check the 1997 version out man it's actually it's actually really yeah. good it might actually be the the last thing since Innuendo that they did that I'm even remotely interested in so, because it does benefit from it. Um, I don't think I've actually listened to it since the 90s when it was actually, I think it was I, my other brother Brian that bought that, Queen Rock. Ah, right, I, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was on that. Um, I don't think I've actually heard it since then. Oh man, check it out. It's really good. I'd actually like to hear it. Obviously, I wouldn't mess with this because obviously we were talking about that. I think it was offline about messing with the order of classic albums and you just don't do it because it yeah, is what yeah. it is. But I would, if I was making my own mix in the end, I'd put that in its place no, because, it, because it sounds better. But I think the song's good. And when you hear it with the with the proper drums, it, it actually elevates it to more than good. It actually, it makes it a really good, a really strong rock track because it's a lot heavier, uh, and it just suit, it just suits it and you just get the weight of the natural drums. Good track, it's really really catchy, man. It's really really catchy. Um, there's a good good cracking melodies in it. Um, aye, it's just a, it's just just a really good kind of pop rock track, man. I enjoy it. Good. Yeah, I, I'd have a. Some similar opinions on it, but some different ones as well. Um, I think this is similar to Scandal in some ways, in the sense that the high guitar and the synth is a bit great. In the... Ah, right, okay, yep, yep. That, okay, okay. Geez. And I think seeing the, the Rocks version, it's more like. It's heavier, it's much heavier, I seem to remember it being more like that, as Joe kind of said. So I find that a wee bit like. demo. Aye, well, uh, I think the other thing is, is as well, you know, you talked, Paul, you talked about the, you know, when all the band are in, you know, I can't move, move. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds terrible. I think <laughs> the harmonies are awful on that bit. Why can't live with you? I'm bringing you. It's all, it's, it's, a, the voices aren't blending at all for me on that, 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 that bit at all. Um, to the point where I am actually struggling to hear Freddie. Go back and listen to it. I can nice. hear Brian. Brian, Brian nice. I can hear Brian a lot, really high might, in the mix. Maybe even just really, be Brian. It might be just Brian and Roger or just Brian. But I'm really, I don't think it, I think it sounds awful. And that's one of the things that I don't like about the song. But I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if it's different on the 
the other one. The, the dry, can I, can I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, but I really, that bit kind of like, a bit great. But I do like the song. I do like the song. I agree, I agree with you guys. Um, and, you, you know, you could have been reading off my page again as well because I think the melody is excellent as well. Really, really, really catchy, as Joe said. And really excellent melody. And Freddie, I've just got, Freddie sounds like an angel on this. He's just, voice is lovely on it. You know, and um, and I love even during the verses that Brian's, you know, he's got the tremolo bar away doing. You know, just kind of these big, really heavy, kind of rumbly kind of chords in the background while Freddie's singing like, it's quite a poppy it's almost like it's caught between a you know the no man no man's land between pop and rock it's kind of sitting mm, somewhere aye. in the middle but it works um, but, oh definitely i no but i really like it it's, it's a really despite the lyrics being a bit sappy at times and okay but all says boy meets girl and all the rest of it you know um, forgive that it's, it's better than bedlong let's put it that way. although there's a there, there, there's one line that it, it, it just kind of appears. It's we we're, we're just sinning against ourselves, and it it, it just seems kind of dark and weird. Aye, is, that, is, that is that about having a wank? I thought it might be self abuse. Sinning against yourself. <laughs> if, that's, if that's the case, I'm fucking burning in hell for eternity, man. <laughs> No, sure. We all are, mate. We all are. Don't no. Everybody, <laughs> mate. Everybody. Everybody. Re- remember the Pope <laughs> came out and said that it's okay. It's not a sin anymore. Oh, well, that's it's right. And they get backdated. So you're I backdated all the previous ones. All the wanks. <laughs> all the wanks. Keep all that. Aye. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, aye. No, I've got nothing more to add, to be honest, that you, you, you gents have already mentioned. And, um, I think it gets you. This is so. This is track four. I think you're getting to this point. Just as a wee note, I've got here. You probably think to yourself, "Aye, so far we're all right here. Mm-hmm. We're all right. Yeah, we're, 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 we're actually, you know, some decent tracks so far. Um, something. Some aye, some, exactly. Aye. About, about a feeling. About a real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, so gonna shift on to track number five. So the mood changes slightly. Um well more than slightly. Mm. Um, so things go down a little bit in mood on Don't Try So Hard. So this is a, a Freddy track. Um and you can you sort of tell, I mean I think um for me, this just to start off things here, I think for me this one lyrically um seems to be um Again, another attempt at dealing with what he's going through, and and almost again, I, I, I hate to keep coming back to the, the miracle, the song, the miracle is a is a barometer for a lot of these these lyrics. But again, it seems more like this is the kind of song the miracle should have been in terms of oh, what a beautiful world, and you know, yeah, it's yeah. again, I've I've got hope for the world, but some stuff that's still no right. In this one, dark, dark, you know exactly. So it's a bit more questioning and a bit more. Whereas the miracle is just naive, and you know, so so to me, Freddie seems to be doing this on this album again, where he's kind of exploring the exploring the world as a as a mature man, as opposed to you know you know the very naive and kind of almost childlike lyrics of of the previous album. His voice is fantastic on this song, yeah. the, the falsetto. Yeah, you know, the gents, the gents are nodding away here, man. It's falsetto is brilliant. And when he breaks into full voice, 
It's huge. Oh, Out of the full full set of some of the best, some of the best, my favourite vocals on the albums on yep. this song. I agreed. And a lot of the album, and I think I think we've talked about this before. Um, whereas there's a lot of sadness in Freddie in this song, and there's a lot of sadness in mm-hmm. Freddie throughout this whole album. You can hear it in his voice, and it's probably it's probably more so the pain that he's going through, having to try and. That's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking, and and it's yeah. and again we are probably projecting a lot more onto these songs than maybe, uh, but but just taking the songs as they are. And as you understand the situation, you know, after the fact, before the fact, whatever, mm. it's, it's, I, it's, it's, I think, um, just, just instrumentally, the synths on it, um, although there's a kind of mimicking of an orchestra on this song, so, they, sound know, good, they do. do sound good. They do. They, they do. I've, uh, I've, I've been critical of Queen in the past of, you know, maybe not, you know, using proper instruments and, and I wouldn't blame, I don't blame them on, on for not using an orchestra or, or a synth quartet or anything on this. I think the synths work. They've got the right sounds and they've got the right blend and they sit right in the mix. And I think they're absolutely, they actually add to the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you, I've got a few more things to say, but I'm going to let you guys jump in. Um, Paul, do you want to jump in and I'll let Joe come in and then see where we're at? Um, out, out of all the stuff, on this album, this is the hardest listen for me. This is, the, you know, uh, just a, a very sparse track, and it's just really background keyboards and and Freddie's voice, and it's the man is just, oh, it's, uh, it's it's just heartbreaking. Um, um, what you know, listening, you know, when he when he breaks into full voice, oh, don't try so hard. It's just. Fucking, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, the last I I listened to this this morning, um, I went a wee a lot walk and and there was tears in my eyes, you know, for you know, the, I don't know how many times I've heard this song, but it's if if you were if you wanted to show someone what Fred, you know, how incredible this man. Uh, could sing a song. I, I I would stick this one on because it, mm. it, it's a showcase. Even though, I suppose technically uh, his voice has changed and it's thinner and all that, and you can certainly hear it. Um, feeling the feelings there, but man. But the feeling, the control, the power—it's—it's it's all still there. It's just the, and and you know, uh, props to Brian as well because his soul is beautiful. It's just, mm. um. It serves the song. It's just you know, low key and all that. But just to um, come in on that, Paul. Just to say there was another point I had. Just rather than yeah. coming back round again, um, the solo. Do you not think is just totally seventies Queen solo? Yeah, I could hear that in Queen too. Yeah, it's I just totally, a total yeah, vibe yeah. to it. You know, it's very, very, very seventies. Mm. Yeah, that's a t- yeah, 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 it's a, it's a brilliant solo. Yeah, that's, I that's a good point actually. I is. And and you know Brian never just played solos. You know he, he wasn't. He's not a flashy player. He's not. You know I'll just wank over this bit of the song. It's all he always serves the song as much as he can, and just yeah, it it, it just does it in spades here. It's it's absolutely beautiful, um, and uh, 
Yeah, that, I, I can't say a lot. It's, this, this song fucking breaks my heart every time I hear it, man. Uh, credible, credible song. Yeah. What about you, Joe? Uh, you hate it, it, don't you? I despise it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think this is one of my favourite, I don't think, I know this is one of my favourite songs on the album. Yeah. I, th- I think this is so, like a raw nerve, this song. For yeah. me, it's like it's just like an exposed nerve. It's just like there's no there's no hiding behind this track for me. There's like yet like you said, it's like you can you can hear that I think you can hear pain in the guy's voice, especially in that oh don't try mm-hmm. so hard. It's like a howl almost and it's like yeah. I can almost imagine them and I fucking don't mean to sound I don't want it to go grim grim fest and anything, but but yeah, it's 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 a very, very sad sad song, but ultimately lifting as well. Like it's yeah. like you know, it, it gives me, it gives me a strength in the sense that I, I know that guy was suffering for that, and he was you know it, it gives me that well shit can't really be that bad, you know what I mean? Like it gives me that sort of vibe where this guy could, you know, facing death, you know, imminent death, something's going to happen, you know, once from that, um, and you know he's putting his all into it, and you know like you said it's like a tour de force vocally. The guy was just showing, showing what, exactly what he could do, but not in a not in a wanky Mariah Carey type way, you know. Yeah. But everything he did, yeah, yeah, he's not over singing. He's just he's just basically perfectly matching the vocal style to the moods of the song and where the where the song goes instrumentally. I've also uh, I also think that uh, I love the in fact you were saying about the solo and stuff like that. Solos equally as haunting is the yeah. the vocal performance and I think this album in general has there's lead there's lead guitar work in this album that makes brings a tear to my eye. There's in fact there's three three leads in this album that actually and this is one of them that actually have create the same feeling in me as the that Freddie portrays in the vocal performances. It's just something about the note choices. You know, we spoke about uh, Spread your wings, the end of spread your wings, they, they, they picked part of the end. It's just something to do. I don't know what he's doing. He's not doing anything flash. It's just the absolute perfect note choice. And it just hits you right. And right, you said before, it kind of plays in your heartstrings. This solo does that for me. It just, it, you know, if it wasn't already beautiful and haunting with, with the vocal performance and, the, the, you know, the really, really dark synth work and stuff like that, Brian May matches it perfectly. And that's why he's always, he'll always be the master. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, for me anyway... Because a guy could like, there's only there's only a hand, handful of other guys that have that unique um, style. Uh, Dave Gilmore from Pink Floyd being another one, yeah. you know, they can bring a bring a tear to my own just how he plays. Um, but beautiful, beautiful guitar work in this song, um, and this is this song encapsulates everything that was missing in the miracle. That I mean, I think about the amount of heart that's in this and honesty and feeling it's in this and it's just like it just makes you revert back to the miracle and go like just look at how shallow that really that album really was you know when you could yeah. track tracks like this and you know a, you know a bunch of other ones on this record I, I love this man i think this this is an amazing song man it's just and i've also wrote as well this is the maybe the darkest queen track next to a uh, flick of the wrist See the bit of like it is dislocate your spine if you don't sigh. It's really, really it's dark and ruined. It's going on the guitar. This has got a similar vibe to me in the sense that it's it's not in a not in a happy key, 
it's in a very, very, like, you know, the bit right before the solo with the synths do the dun, 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 win, win, win. Ah, it's like, yeah. it's, just, it's just like, it's, a, it's the fact that it's the juxtaposition between the line he sings before it as well that makes it even more powerful because this yeah. is a life for me and it's dun, 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 just goes really dark. Yeah. Fucking, fucking brilliant, man. Absolutely yeah. brilliant dynamics, man. Yeah. The master, the, the absolute masters are right and putting pure feeling into their music. Nobody will match them for that ever in history, man. There you go. It's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's the saddest of all the keys. Like, <laughs> like no, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean, I think um, I, 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 just a couple of things to finish up uh, the song with. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, it, just what you said there, Joe. You know, is you know a beautiful word, and it takes a sad, sad turn. I can I like a sinister kind of sort of turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but the message in the song, I mean, I think uh, I know the I know these lyrics have made a lot of sense to me in a lot of grim mm-hmm. situations. You know, where Absolutely. I've just felt quite low, and the lyrics in this song have actually again I've I've welled up at this song many a time, and you know. It's just simple lines like "Don't take it all to heart." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, it's only fools who make these rules. They're not yeah. earth-shattering, you know, lyrics from a creative point of view, but they're just they just hit to the point in this song. Um, the way this song is, and yeah, with those those lines in it, um, it's I, these lyrics have actually definitely made a lot of sense to me in a lot of my more lower lower moments in life. Um, and I absolutely agree with you, gents. This is one of the best songs in the album. And you know, if you were doing a top whatever Queen songs, this has got to be. Oh, this has got to be somewhere them. in there in the mix. Oh, aye, one hundred percent. Aye, definitely. Um, it's so pure, it's pure heart, man. It's just pure heart. Yeah, yeah. And again, that they've got it right with the instrumentation. They've got it yeah, right, even though they're using man. synths. They got they get it right. You know, mm. and you're just you're just thinking, yeah, haunting, okay, really, good. really haunting, man. Yeah. Great track, and just the, the last thing I, I think we you'll all love love this bit um, when Freddie scre- sings screaming out your bloody orders. I've wrote that. You know, I forgot. Of, I mean, uh, he's angry. He sounds uh, angry. Man. Yeah. I've, wrote, I've wrote that. I forgot to mention that. Part. You know, That's just just part, again, right? again the dynamics of it, and just the, the anger again, and the kind of you know, oh, just uh, great track. It's, Absolutely it, great track. It, it's kind of. I just sorry before we, we change in the next track. It's just like you were saying about the. You know, you you thought the lyrics connected with you in a personal level. Well, I don't think I'm saying anything out of turn here, but me and you are very similar in personality. I probably that's why we've been best friends for for thirty years. Do you know what I mean? But and I, I'm the same. It's like you know, people that know me and you, David, know that we're quite. Uh, <laughs> we can fly off the fly off the handle pretty easily, Aye. and um, and but 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 both exactly the same in that respect. You know what I mean? And and this song's very much a case of, uh, as describing somebody just like man. Just you know what? It's not worth it, man. Just just Absolutely. really take a step back, think about the grand scheme of things, man, and just 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 let it just let it wash over you, man. You know, and, and I'm exactly the same because I've suffered from anger issues really bad anger issues for my entire life and I still deal with them to this day but I just wanted to say that I, was, I, I agreed with you I, I find yeah. a lot of I, myself in these lyrics as well definitely yeah. ah, absolutely man um, so I again so you're track number five you've got that down and you're probably thinking hi okay this is 
Aye, so alright. This is this is yeah. This is good shit. <laughs> yeah, I can I can I can roll with this. Um, so we move on to track six, which is Ride the Wild Wind, Roger track. Um, I don't think you even need to try and look any further. I just need to listen to the song to know it's a Roger track. Yes, <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Um, Read the titles. It's got Roger's track. Uh, track. It's got Roger's uh, personality all, all over it. Um, mm. So, Ride the Wild Wind. Um, Joe, you want to start us off with this one? Aye. Uh, this, this, I love this track, man. I think this is the best track Roger Taylor's wrote since Radio Gaga, easily. You know, I mean that this, this is a. It just it's got that. It just steams along, man. It's got a cracking mm. drum beat again. They didn't opt out for the for the snide. <laughs> That's a new word. <laughs> uh, the, the 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 snide uh, sort of drum machine, like you could imagine them maybe of pulling that out, like on the miracle, even you know something not that far back you know. But they didn't. They chose to do it on the proper drums, and it just boom, it just powers along. It's it's awesome, man. Really like it. Um, again, it's got, a, it's got a, this has got a dark vibe to me, man. This has got a sort of weird, really kind of somber, and it shouldn't because it's again, it's that whole juxtaposition of it being quite an upbeat song with a really low kind of key. In it. It's got a kind of low kind of vibe, and it was very dark. I always say dark, but I don't know why I find that. But I just find it's kind of got a darker vibe to it. But anyway. But kind of other facts as well. Um, apparently, this was like Roger wrote this to be like a "I'm in love with my car" part two, yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty interesting as well. And then when you read the lyrics, obviously, it's obvious. You know, ride the wild wind. You know, you're you're basically out just in your car, like going for it. Um, but musically, great. And I love the soul, man. I can see the way the yeah. soul comes in, man. Uh, even the way it comes in when it comes in initially it's the way it comes in initially that he's playing the power chords it's just gets it's get loads of it's thick amazing man I love this track man and I love the fact that it's sandwiched between don't try so hard and this because you've got innuendo at the start which is phenomenal track and then you've got you know what you may call it a Slightly mad, which is a good track. You know, you get headlong, isn't it so great? And then you've got um, the the other one, but I can't remember. Can't love you, which is again, it's kind of like. Uh, and then you've got these two tracks, which I bring it sort of this kind of solid middle of the album back again, where it maybe maybe wasn't terrible by any stretch, but it was just kind of like, oh well, it was okay. But then with this track, it's a powerful track, man. It just kicks ass, man, and I, I think it's the. Well, obviously, I'm saying Roger. This is blatantly Roger. I know Roger had a lot to do with innuendo and stuff like that but for a, for an absolute clear this is a Roger track this oh, is I, the best one that he's written since Radio Gaga for me definitely man. Yeah. how about you guys um, it, it's like a it's like a grown up I'm in love with my car because on I'm a, I'm in love with my car Roger you know he, he, he was getting rid of his bird because you know he had to buy a new carburetor but in this song, <laughs> no, she's in the car with him. She's in, she's in the car <laughs> with him. So uh, you know he's he's matured. You know, um, he's you know he's 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 letting his bird in the car and that. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's the last cool thing to say. Letting his bird in the car. <laughs> um, yeah, this this is like yeah, I, I agree with Joe, man. It's a it's a great female song. companion, Paul. Come on, female yeah. companion. No, he's bird. No, I, I think the correct, <laughs> I think the correct term is partner. 
because you've just assumed that oh, right. it would be a oh, female. Well, but I know Roger's straight, so I'm assuming it's a female, you know. It's... No, Again, Freddie's singing it. And Freddie's singing it, I suppose. So, yeah. Freddie was not with any guys with long hair, though. Man. <laughs> Let your hair down, baby. Maybe he was, not Yeah, I, it's, um, it's one of the tracks in the album. It, 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 it sounds as if they're all in the same room playing. I don't know why. They obviously aren't, but to, to me, it sounds, it sounds like a, a real band effort. Um, John's bass playing is amazing. Ah, and and just you know just get getting this the song powering powering along, um, Brian Slow is incredible. Um, and uh, see on the fade out, do you hear, do you hear the little Raffy starts playing? Yeah, yeah, I want to hear that. I want to hear that. You know, because because he does something else near the end. It's like, you know, it's just a little noise, and you're like, oh, I want to hear that. You know, ah, it's great. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool song, man. Uh, and uh, a nice way to finish the uh, side one um, on on this uh, particular LP. Um, yeah, cool, man. I just a few things to add into the mix. I, again, agree with Joe. The solo is brilliant, and uh, and it's really driven as well. The sound of Brian's guitar is really driven. Again, Aye, back totally. to that feedback thing, and yep. you know, his his guitar sounds great on this this album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I, I remember talking to to uh, one of our other friends, Dan, years ago about about that. I, I can't really. Dis- I don't have a word to describe it, but that feeling where something makes you feel really happy and but at the same time makes you feel sad. That's kind of what I get from this. I feel uplifted. That's the, the dark, the dark thing. Aye. I don't think it's necessarily, no for me anyway, personally, I don't think it's necessarily dark, but it's a feeling of a, a melancholy. Aye, that's, that's, yeah. probably, that's probably what I mean. Aye. It's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's quite melancholic, but at the same time, I, I, I'm kind of, yes, but at the same time, I'm like, what a greet, <laughs> what a yeah, cry. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, you know. Aye. Totally. And it's, and it's, it might, it might just be Freddie's voice. It might just be the Freddie's way, voice that's causing the, that, you know. Aye, because the way he delivers the vocals, it's kind of downbeat in it. It's kind of like... Yeah. You know, Probably when he's low. Quite low-key. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I suppose if you look at the lyrics, that he is talking about escaping, getting away from something, you know. Um, yeah. getting in his car and you know getting away from the rat race or whatever it is. You know, check out of this rat race, isn't it? Check it aye. So aye. Uh, maybe there is a wee bit of you know darkness, you know whatever going on in there as well. Um, but yeah, I, I get that. Aye, it's uh, it's aye. There's certainly a lot more to it than just it being a, a you know a motor song from from uh, Roger. Mm-hmm. But you could, I mean, I mean, the song itself. I mean, you could, you could see a video for this. You could yeah. see a video. You could see the video. You know that kind of abandoned type of thing. You know, with a couple in the car and all that. There's, you know, you could see it if it was done mm-hmm. tastefully and known a bit of cheesy way. But the one, the one thing, the 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 car noises. Do you think they're a wee bit naff? Uh sometimes, sometimes they don't. Right. Yeah, don't I, I, I don't really notice them, but then other times I'm like, oh, you know, maybe a wee bit too on the nose kind of thing. But I, yeah. I don't know. It's, too it's, too. it's yeah. just nitpicking. It's a great track, you know. Uh, um. 
I mean, just no, I've, I've, I've got the lyric sheet just in front of me, just in case we were talking about lyrics and we wanted to quickly find a line here or two. But just looked at them, I just, I just love the line. We get freaks to the left and jerks to the right. <laughs> I know. Daft, daft, pretty good. Aye. It's kind of, aye, it's kind of, it's kind of Roger kind of daft. Well, it's, kind of it's just basically playful. clowns. It's just basically clowns to the left and being jokers to the right, pretty much. Aye, it's it's freaks. Just, it's freaks to the left and jerks to the right. Aye, that's good. Aye, that's good. That's a good line. Um, I am. I, I, I think it's a great track. Um, I think it's just a good, just, just good feeling. Man. a long good feeling. It's very open, just you know, the, the Brian's guitar is just ringing out chords, and it just keeps the momentum. Keeps there's nothing that there's nothing that drags it down, you know. Aye. The momentum just stays. Mm-hmm. It's like a car. Chords. It's like a car in it. It's like exactly. It's, it's captured that vibe completely. You're right. Joe. Aye, totally. Um, and uh, you know, when you consider we had Invisible Man on the album before, which was oh. just an absolute travesty. Oh, man. And then you've got Roger coming back with this. You're thinking, yes, Roger, you've got it back. Redeemed yourself, man. Good on yourself, big man. You've got it back. Um, and uh, I just, just again, great way to end side one. And I know that isn't really side one and side two, really, at this point. But, you know, we're still talking about it, all right? <laughs> so um, so that's it. So that's, uh, so that's the first six tracks dealt with for Innuendo. And we're going to come back next time and we're going to tackle the next six or the last six. So we'll catch up then. Any final thoughts, gents, before we, we wrap things up? How are you feeling about side one overall? Um, side one, yep. Uh, start off with an absolute Titanic song um, and we go, in, we, we, we go through uh, English eccentricity. We go through straight rock um rock pop um an absolute beautiful vocal per- performance and a, and an absolute brilliant Roger track um I'm pretty happy with the first side I've got to say yeah mm-hmm. uh I wonder what the second side will be like I don't know because I haven't uh, who listened knows? to it yet who knows, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Joe any any final final thoughts about what we've uh, discussed so far man I I think I I'm thinking good strong first side man. I'm not this I'm not there's nothing that's glaringly like, you know, like the miracle where this is a, this is like the complete polar opposite. It's like it starts it starts off strong. Maybe it gets a, a little bit less, you know, but you're when you've got competition like innuendo, you know what I mean? You yeah. know, headlong headlong's obviously not gonna come up against innuendo. In fact, ninety nine percent of any song doesn't really stand up next to any end though. So, but I mean, Headlong is still still a decent rock track, and then obviously, yeah, the last two tracks and that we just mentioned on side one are, are great tracks, but for totally different reasons, which only showcase just showcases again that Queen still have it. You know, where you yeah. get Freddie yeah. with the vocal performance, and then you've got like Paul stated it really well actually, and then you've got Roger doing his thing. You know, play, play, doing that that kind of driving driving song that he always seems to. Pull out the bag when, <laughs> when, when, when he's in when he's in good form anyway, you know. Aye, absolutely. Um, no, nah, I can't really add, add anything more. I think um, you know you listen to these first six songs, and I don't think there's a there's not a bad song in the first six songs, and you've actually got some excellent songs. Absolutely. Well. So yeah. first half of the album, strong man. Yeah, like yep. you know, wiping the sweat for your brow. Aye, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, you're, you're, you're realising the band actually, I've still got it, you know, and I'll be it. I know it's, I know it's the end pretty much, but you know, it's it's great that they've, they've recaptured the, the vibe so far, <laughs> so far, because mm. we'll talk about the, the next tracks. But yeah, no, really, really, a really, really big album for all of us, I think, you know, a big, big album. Um, and I think it always will be for so many different reasons and those reasons will be discussed even further on the next podcast so please join us um, for Innuendo Part 2 and we'll start talking about those tracks there so we have All God's People These Are The Days Of Our Lives Delilah The Hitman Bijou (laughs) and The Show Must Go On so I did do that from memory because I've got the album right in front of me. I don't know, just flip it over. I'm not actually going to check that was right. Aye, that was right. <laughs> so we've well got done. Those, those, those tracks to discuss and uh, we will in much detail. So again, thanks for listening and I hope the extended chat about these songs hasn't been too laborious for you. And um, we just thought, let's let's kind of actually give it the time it deserves because I think there's there's a lot to unpack. Um, on this album and we'll continue that next time so thanks again for listening and uh, we'll see you on part two thank you goodbye